0: Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew Cruising! you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online.
1: I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
0: Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and uh, we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at TV.com On all social media sites, exxon Radio TV, And, of course, if you'd like to find out the great programming that we have for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.com. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Talkstar Radio, Mutual Broadcast Network, Radio X in Belgium, across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV, and on iHeartRadio. Wow. My guest this hour is a gentleman we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. His name is Peter Haviland, and uh, Peter is with um, LSSPI, which is one of Texas' oldest paranormal teams having been formed in 1997 and gained a web presence starting in 1998. Their work has been documented in many books, magazines, local and national TV shows and local, national and internet radio interviews since 1997. Lone Star Spirits are available for classes, investigations, speaking engagements as well as consultations for television projects. Lone Star Spirit uses high-tech equipment like thermal imaging cameras, Uh, surveillance equipment, motion-triggered cameras, triggered IR cameras, as well as many handheld apparatuses such as EMF, tri-field naturals, uh, air iron counters, and on-site weather stations to detect the atmospheric changes during an event and the causes of experiences reported in homes and commercial properties. With a mixture of this technical data along with parapsychology principles and some mediumistic work, Lone Star will get to the cause of your problem. Their website, www.lsspi.org. And joining me now is Lone Star Spirits lead investigator, Pete Havland. And Pete, welcome back to the X-Zone.
2: It's great to be here. It's great to speak with you again.
0: So tell me, Pete, uh, since you and I last talked, what have you guys been up to?
2: Well, it seems like that uh, I've been doing a lot of poltergeist activity. Um, Really? pretty much all the cases I get now.
0: Yeah. Um, why, do you, why do you think poltergeists are so prevalent? Why do you think poltergeists are so prevalent these days and so, um, so common?
2: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, the, uh, the way that we deal with, uh, our stress and our, our deep seated trauma. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, the, I think the days, the times that we're in that, uh, I think that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stress involved with folks and, uh, I think they are manifesting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the activity through um, the subconscious.
0: Now, um, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, I was going to say that you're you're echoing the findings of uh, Dr. Hans Holzer many years ago, and mm-hmm. it, it's nice to see rational parapsychology coming back into a field that many other people and organizations have exploited for personal gain.
2: It, yeah and it's it's real frustrating that uh you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the tv shows uh put out a lot of really bad information and a lot mm-hmm. of drama that uh really i think really affect uh, folks in their homes uh, they, uh one of some of the emails that i even get uh people swear up and down that they uh they're possessed and uh you know once you try to once you go over and try to assess them mm-hmm. to find out what exactly is going on it usually an, ends up being uh misidentified they're just uh you know they they're just so convinced that uh you know so and so said it on this show and i'm hearing the same noise so that must be it
0: oh my gosh so the power of suggestion that is used in advertising and marketing on television is is alive and well on the reality tv shows as well
2: it sure is it sure is you know and and you know you look, uh, you know there's two sides to it uh you know you have yeah. your researchers and then you have your entertainment and uh, you know, I don't have a problem with the entertainment side as long as folks know it's entertainment. Uh, but when they start taking the entertainment seriously is uh when there's a lot of issues.
0: All right, Pete, stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exonation. Pete Haviland, is our special guest this hour. Two websites, www.lsspi.org and redo AK hypnosis. Dot com And uh, Pete and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue right here from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. until 2 a.m. on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. Don't go away. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Exo Pete Havilland is our special guest this hour, www.lssp.com. L-S-S-P-I dot O-R-G. Pete, what was it that drew you to the investigating of the paranormal?
2: Well, you know, I, I, was, I was 12 years old at my parents' house, and I was watching monster movies mm-hmm. uh, early in the morning. And uh, the room got really cold, and my dog turned around and alerted, looking up my, uh, the, the stairs of my parents' home. I turned around and looked, and I saw my grandfather walking downstairs, uh, which was cool. But uh, he had passed the year before, and uh, when I saw him, uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't any noise. There wasn't any uh, there wasn't any popping. There wasn't any dramatics. It was just like watching a film a film with no sound. Hmm. And uh, as he came down, uh, he made a left, and he went into the closet. <laughs> and I opened the closet. Now, knowing that I wasn't going to see him there, why I knew that I don't know. Uh, but uh, there was a uh, there was a medallion that uh, a large large wall medallion that he brought over from Italy uh, that hung in two of his houses. So that's when I kind of got the idea of uh, you know that he walked towards something he knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't at that point time I didn't know about anything about energies or anything like that. I was just thinking kind of you know, possessions, you know, stuff. It was his stuff. Uh, at that point in time, I, then I started reading everything I could on um, on haunted houses and uh, ghosts. Uh, Hans Holzer was one of the ones I, I started reading. Uh, D. Scott Rogo. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Daniel Cohn. Uh, you know, a lot of the early books.
0: The pioneers.
2: Uh, the pioneers. Pioneers. Um, and, uh, you know, later on... Uh, uh, when I got into high school, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what Lord Auerbach's book, and uh, started reading that, and uh, it was ESP hauntings and something—I forget what it is—a big, thick book. A lot of, a lot of folks would uh, call it the Bible. Um, and uh, I just the same way through college. I just uh, you know just started studying, uh, studying, and, re- studying and uh, uh, had some psychology classes uh that uh they allowed me to uh write on uh the parapsychology uh, parapsychology uh, principles mm-hmm. and uh just i got into lone star spirits in uh, 97 um I, I helped form it with uh four other people including my wife on uh on a Halloween. um and uh just been doing it ever since uh, my first case I had. I was 18 years old, and uh, I heard of a house that um, that a lady was hearing things moving around upstairs. I heard it from a friend. I went over and I uh, I introduced myself and I told them I, I I told them what I was interested in. I asked her if uh, she would be open to uh, you know me observing uh, what's going on. And so I used to go over there two three times a week uh to see what uh you know what I could capture. And uh one of the times that I went over there she had told me that she was going she was getting ready to move. And uh when she said that I heard some uh moving around of what sounded like boxes upstairs in her uh library. So I went upstairs to the library and turned the corner and I got hit in the head with a book. Ouch. Um yeah it was a <laughs> Uh yeah, the book was uh, Gone with the Wind, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we got kind of a laugh out of that because she just said that she was getting ready to leave. And yeah. it sounded like, it looked like somebody had a sense of humor. And it was a big old first edition, too, hardback, perfect hell. Unreal. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, and I, you know, I went through, as everybody else does, uh, you, know, just, you, uh, you know, walking around in graves and doing eating. Right like that. but i uh wanted to uh I, well, I wanted to get to uh work with the uh, police on cold cases so I got to get, get hypnotherapy. The mm-hmm. and uh I learned through um hip and uh Lloyd aback who's been a friend and a mentor to me for over fifteen years uh you know how we ma- how we manifest our own uh things through uh uh, through our subconscious to traumatic events, as we discussed. And I learned also of what hypnosis can do and what it can, can relieve people, uh, from, and, uh, you know, traumatic events and things like that. So I put one and one together. And, uh, once I, uh, found the triggers on some of the folks that are having issues in their homes, um, then I would, I would hypnotize them, uh, remove the, uh, the traumatic event, replace it with a positive reality. And, uh, started seeing haunting stop wow so yeah so uh, you know i'm very big believer we you know we do we create a lot of i would say create about 80 90 percent of what we uh, what we deal with uh, and that's either between us manifesting or um misidentification or even uh place memory which is uh you know like um like a tape loop that plays over mm-hmm. and over
0: you know, you were yeah. talking about Lloyd Auerbach before, and uh, Lloyd has a brand new book. I don't know if it's out yet, but we just received a copy from our good friends at Llewellyn uh, earlier today. Mind oh, over awesome. Mind over Matter: A Comprehensive Guide to Discovering Your Psychic Powers.
2: Yes, yeah. yes that that's that, that's actually a break off of uh, of the eighty three eighty four book. Yeah. Uh, he he broke it into like two or three different uh, smaller books.
0: But I, I'm really, I'm really fascinated that using hypnosis, you're able to to uh, stop these hauntings. So, yes uh, are, are we are we seeing well, proof that well, the mind is much stronger than than we've actually thought in the past, and it, that it's it's able to manifest these hauntings I, to I, certain I, people. I, I I firmly
2: believe that. Um, to give you an example, mm-hmm. uh, I had a lady that uh, had just divorced her husband, and uh, he was. He, was, he was, a, she was a strange one. Um, he had cameras uh, all over the house. Oh, God. And he would, he would log in the Internet and see what she was doing any minute of the day and call her and say, you know, why did you do this? You know, why, uh, you know uh, I saw you do this. I saw you go here, go there. And uh, she ended up divorcing him. He was just, you know, too control. I guess, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, as anybody would. And, you know, since so she moved into her own home and she started getting really weirded out by being by herself. Uh, she was really hypersensitive and uh, she just scared of every little thing in her home and that made her think that the house was haunted, but it w- it really wasn't. It was just uh, her being hypersensitive and, and just misidentifying everything. And you got to figure, I mean, she was living in a fishbowl uh, with her ex. So, um, you know, I could see how that would happen. So what I did, is uh, I re- I released uh, all of the feelings that she had of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, of, uh, of uh, being scared of her, uh, being in her house. Basically. It sounds it, uh,
0: it, it sounds as if she was suffering from an electronic version of the Stockholm syndrome.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know, once I did that, everything was fine. Wow. Um, she she was real comfortable with the house. Um, you know, she did have a little bit of activity uh, in in the upstairs. Uh, there's an upstairs apartment that uh, the previous owner made into a bar, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he had, he and he died up there. So I mean, every once in a while, she would hear something. But I mean, that uh, you know, that's that's you know, it's kind of natural actually. Uh, with us be, with us uh, being able to leave imprints wherever we leave wherever we live, uh, you know, we all leave positive and. Negative sure. uh, energies wherever we go. That's part, and that's part of just part of the place memory of uh, you know of
0: where we live. Well, how does how does hypnosis work for our listeners who may not have an idea of of the physiology and the mental workings of hypnosis?
2: It, well, it, what it is is a it's basically a guided meditation to get you to the point of somnambulism, which is uh, between waking and sleep. And this is when you uh you're suggestible. So um this is where you place the suggestions that how I treat my clients is that I go over um what we're gonna say. Uh, you know, what we're gonna work on before I put them under. So this way they're they're comfortable with the suggestions. There's no hidden agendas, there's you know, and I'm sorry?
0: No, I didn't say anything.
2: Oh, okay. And uh then um i i just uh i place them in uh into hypnosis at that point and uh you know that's basically how it works it... Uh, during
0: during your tenure with the with the investigations that you do with Lone Star Spirits what has mm-hmm. been your most significant investigation to date
2: i would probably say that the the uh uh, the lady that I just saw I just had mentioned to you, that was when I really kinda clicked with uh uh where, seeing that, you know, what our mind can uh do
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh with uh with hauntings. And that's that, that really impressed that really uh made an impression on me. Um now I have gone to places out in Galveston that was a there to houses that were nineteen hundred storm uh survivors. That oh, was yeah. the hurricane back in Galveston that wiped out half of Galveston and uh i mean i have i have witnessed uh uh you know ghosts of children and things like that uh but uh um which upsetting you know anytime I'm, you deal with a child and, and and something like that it's just
0: it is yeah. you know it's
2: upsetting it's amaze anyway um but uh uh yeah, i would say that 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 lady that I mentioned was probably one of the more significant ones. Now I, I have, uh, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of place memory, uh, as I stated, uh, that that's, that's, uh, when we leave or impress into the environment of, uh, you know, repetitive mo- motions or, uh, em- emotional states. Uh, you know, this is also too, when, uh, you know, if there's a murder in the, in the, uh, home or on land, uh, the traumatic event usually in pre- it, it, uh, places itself mm-hmm. in the environment and that's when folks uh you know see uh, the same thing over and over again that's when a lot of uh you know these hundred year old hinds right. it's usually placed in place memory
0: well i gu- um, i guess i learned i i, I would uh, imagine i would imagine it's just like uh, the uh what we used to call the uh, ghost voices on analog tape when we used to put the analog tapes over the uh yeah, the um, oh, the bulk real erasers, real? the bulk erasers, so that we could oh, use okay. the tape over again, and not all the not all the tape would be yeah would you still be have artifact on right, it. right. So since, yeah. since and that's the same,
2: that's the same with videotape too. Mm-hmm, if you yeah. keep using the same videotape, you have artifacts on there, and a lot of folks kind of see they think that uh, you know that they see something, but it's actually probably something that's already recorded on it.
0: So when when you do your investigations, do you use analog or digital equipment now? I use both. Really?
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, and the reason being is that uh, you know, digital. um, I mean, digital gives you right away what you want to see. Yes. All right, but but with today's with with the way that uh, things are today, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot easier to fake digital uh, stuff too. I
0: mean, you just kind of
2: kind of take the word for the investigator, if you believe that they're a good investigator and that they're reputable, mm-hmm. then, you know, you take the work as it is. Um, but with analog stuff, it's, it's a lot harder to fake it. I mean, it will, it takes a lot more to fake it um, on the analog stuff. So I usually uh, use both and uh, see if I can capture things on both.
0: All right, uh, Pete, stand by, my friend. You and I have to take our break. ExoNation Pete Haviland is our special guest www.lsspi.org and he is the lead investigator with Lone Star Spirits. Pete and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: xzbn
0: Pete Haviland is my special guest. Exo Nation. www lsspi.org and www.redoakhypnosis.com. That's Red Oak Uh Pete, you know you've been doing this uh, since 1997. How do you deal with the the psychological effect that that you, you and your other team members are subjected to? You know you. You were telling us a little while ago that you actually saw the apparition uh, of a child. Man, mm-hmm. h- how do you deal with that?
2: Well, you know, initially when you see it, uh, you, you kind of handle it as anybody else would. I mean, it surprises you because you, when you turn a corner, you're really not expecting to see it there. Um, but then you do see it. And I don't I don't claim myself to be psychic or anything, mm-hmm. but we all do have ability at different levels. So, um, you know, that I, I believe that's why... Different folks experience different things at some of these locations. Um, everybody, every, everybody that I work with, they look at it as, um, you know, first of all, you're dealing with people uh, deceased and deceased and living. Um, you know, there's, so that takes a lot of the scare out of it because you deal, you know, you're dealing with people. You're dealing with people that have issues. Um, you know, uh, that want to uh, that need help. Um, in some in some form or f- fashion, so we kind of look at it like that, um, and uh, you know it's it's worked out really well. I haven't really had anybody uh, you know quote unquote nut up or anything uh, because of it. Uh, it's not we haven't really dealt with anything that that's been that traumatic. Um, and we you know and we all talk uh, mm-hmm. if we have if we have an issue if something scared us or something like that. Uh, after, a after a case, we usually end up, uh, going somewhere for breakfast and coffee. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about what we experienced, uh, you know, how we feel, how, how things like that. So we kind of, you know, uh, debrief ourselves after each case, um, here recently, uh, you yeah, know, I, I, I the I assess the heck out of cases now. Uh, a lot of it being that, uh, I get a lot of stuff from, uh, folks calling me from, you know, as I said, watching the shows and, um, or they just want somebody to come out just to, uh, as entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was out to some, I was at a case one time. They claimed that they had, uh, children they were seeing jumping on their bed and I was, I was uh, setting up a camera so we could uh, monitor the area and, uh, in started walking some of their neighbors. Uh, with beer and uh, they were making chili and we were the entertainment. They were, you know, (laughs) they said, Oh yeah, they're investigating the house and uh, you know, everybody grab a beer and let's watch the ghost hunters.
0: Uh,
2: So, you know, we just basically packed up at that point and uh, let them know that, uh, you know, if they had any other issues, feel free to give us a call. But uh, I I don't like putting my, my team uh, in, in that situation of, of, uh, being entertainment because I mean, we like we go out to try to help folks um, not to entertain
0: that, that's pretty pathetic it, it, you know like how do you deal with that uh, do you just kind of pack up your team and say goodbye or or do you actually that's, conduct the investigation
2: no i well, i packed up and went left. we left that night um uh. I, I just let them know that uh you know i i, I appreciated them uh, calling us out but it seemed like uh, they had some other uh things going on and uh you know, to give us a call when things settled down.
0: Did they ever I mean, call? What else
2: am I going to say?
0: Did they ever call you back?
2: Yeah, actually, they did. Uh, they they claimed uh, that they started they were seeing the children again, and uh, when we when we went back out there again, uh, there were no neighbors this time around.
0: And what were the? I mean, you we know,
2: we take, what we were take the, things very seriously.
0: What were the results of your investigation with the neighbors and the beer and the chili?
2: We didn't ca- we didn't capture anything, no way. but that you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything either. I mean, when a person calls you on a, about an event, mm-hmm. they're living in that house, right, or they're on that property, and they're there twenty four seven. So you know, me coming out there, you know, a couple of, a couple a couple, of town, a couple of times in that week, I apologize about that. Hey, no problem. Uh, uh, and uh, you know, uh, that doesn't necessarily. Uh, mean that uh, we're going to capture something. It's only it, uh, so I, we have to make more trips out there to try to either acclimate uh, any of the energies there to us uh, or be there in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, it's, and I, I have had to uh, move into a home uh, for uh, you know three four days when we were dealing with a kid and. Uh, you know, and uh, I had uh, I didn't experience anything at that point either. But then again, you know, they lived there twenty four seven.
0: But how much of the investigation or the the actual event is like you you moved into this house for a number of days? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it that you did in the preliminary uh, workup of the case that led you to believe that this was actually? Uh, a paranormal event and not something psychological
2: well, when I sit down and i assess somebody um i start- i first start with them i ask mm-hmm. i ask them about uh, i ask them about any abilities that they have uh i ask them um what what their dreams are like are they seeing things in first person right uh you know i I ask them if they've had issues like this in the past to see if maybe uh, you know, you might be dealing with uh, RSPK, recurrent mm-hmm. spontaneous hypokinesis, because usually if you're dealing with that, it's usually uh, it follows you from wherever you go because it's, you know, it's surrounded by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I asked them that. Uh, then I asked them about uh, the trends, uh, you know, when they have an event, what happened prior? Was there a uh, was there a argument uh, or some type of uh, uh, high energy uh, output that might have caused it. Um, I, I asked them also about, uh, you know, the, how the family unit is working. Mm-hmm. Is there issues? I mean, so this way, uh, you know, if there's stress amongst the, amongst the individuals, then you you want to look at uh, why they're stressed and if they're stressed, does active activity uh, happen more uh, went during their stress level or less? Uh, so you know, it's a it's a long drawn out process yes. when you uh, when you do that, um, but when you start looking at all the trends and stuff, usually you, you know you get an idea of what exactly you're dealing. With.
0: Has there ever uh, been and, a study and, done or any correlation done between the increase in paranormal activity and the increase of cell towers and microwaves?
2: I don't. I'm not aware of that. I, I'm not. I'm not aware of hmm. that. Uh, I could. I, I could tell you. Um, that one thing we did come up with uh, when people were having issues with dreams, and, uh, you know, really weird that um, the uh, the alarm clocks that they have by their phone, uh, by their bed mm-hmm. uh, emit a high EMF. Yeah. Uh, and a high EMF will mess with your brain pattern. Uh, so when we have uh, stated to folks about moving their clocks, uh, you know, farther away from them or even across the room, uh, they've had uh, you know they they've had the uh the sleep the sleep patterns uh return to normal or uh you know the the weird dreams that they
0: were having mm-hmm. would stop as well as people who are taking certain prescriptions also have yes. disruptive dreams as well and yes and, they do and another another cause for the the interruption in brain patterns are the rf um are the Bluetooth devices and the Wi-Fi devices, the the phones, the uh, yes. you know, the cell phones beside the bed, or the laptop, or the you know, people just don't think anymore.
2: Yeah, and and that's yeah, that's called dirty EMF. Yeah, and uh, a lot you know, a lot of that uh, uh, builds up in a home, and uh, and and that that can uh, really uh, that can really affect a per- affect a person. I was uh, dealing with um, some. Uh, filters. I can't remember who makes the filters, uh, but they do clean uh, the dirty EMF from the home. And uh, I've had, I've had a, a haunting stop that way too. Wow. Um, is
0: there any, is there any difference between doing a paranormal investigation in the daytime compared to the the nighttime, because one would think that if there's paranormal activity going on at night, there would also be paranormal activity going on during the day.
2: I've had activity happen in the day as well as in the night. Um, the it, folks tend to look at night because everybody's, you know, not doing their day, you know, their eight nine to five job. Uh, things are a lot more quieter mm-hmm. when you get home. Uh, when you're relaxing and things like that, so uh, people tend to uh, uh, ex- experience more at night. But things happen just as much as in the day. Uh, I have I have seen um, I have seen things move during the day. Uh, I have I've had seen seen things thrown uh, at, uh, during the day as well. Uh, so, and uh, another thing is too that uh, a lot of folks try they. Um, They like to antagonize the energies, you know, running around in the middle of the night, screaming at things, (laughs) Um, you know, um, provoking. And um, you know, you can get as much information uh, by observing than provoking. Uh, Provoking tends to be more uh, dramatic, and I see that, and I and I personally see that more as uh, just you know a TV thing.
0: Exactly. I was Um, just going to say that. How do people react at the end of an investigation and you say, listen, I'm sorry, there's no proof of any paranormal activity here?
2: Yeah, so I've had folks sometimes get upset, uh, but but what I tell them is, you know, is what I... Told you is that you know you're living here 24
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, seven. You know we're only here for a short matter of time. That doesn't mean that I don't believe you. That's just saying that you know from when we've been here, we haven't experienced anything. So you know, and I and I always leave it open. Please give us a call right. if uh, if things happen again, and I ask people to uh, people log so I can look at the trends mm-hmm. of uh, and, and uh, gather you know where where these uh, things are happening. So uh, when I do bring equipment out. I'm not bringing three truckloads of equipment. I'm just, you know, I'm bringing what I need. How, and, uh,
0: how long does your paranormal, uh, a normal paranormal, I geez, I don't even know if there's such a thing as a normal paranormal investigation take.
2: <laughs> well, you know, TV says uh, about four hours, I guess that's all they really have. But I, I, have I've worked a case. that was over a year. So, you know, um, it, it just, it just depends on what you're dealing with. Um, you know, uh, and it really depends on what you schedule. I mean, with the uh, the owner, how much time you can spend there.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, but,
2: uh, yeah, I, but four hours—you know, four hours or you know, six hours—is is generally not going to get you a whole lot of stuff.
0: You and I have to take our commercial break, our final break. Uh, Pete, please stand by. Exonation. Pete Havland is our special guest this hour. www dot L-S-S-P-I dot O-R-G. And we also have some other great shows on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We have Paranormal Stakehead with police detective Larry Lawrence. He does investigations in the uh, Florida area. And then a different perspective with my friend Dr. Colonel Kevin Randall, who takes an honest look at the world of ufology. And in fact uh, he did a great interview with Jan... Harzan the executive director of Mufon uh, last week in which he brought to the surface the uh, surface the fact that there's a lot of racism and racist remarks being generated by directors of Mufon and it's come to the point where we decided that Jan Harzan has to go as the executive director of Mufon and we've got a we've got a petition that you can sign online at www.xzbn.net or TheCupAndSaucer.com The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in The Exxon from our broadcast station and studios and corporate offices in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada with our guest this hour, Pete Havland and his website once again is lsspi.org Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back, everyone. Pete Havilland is our guest this hour, www.lsspi.org. First of all, Pete, thanks so much for coming back on the show. It's great talking to you. Um, we started talking about, um, you know, poltergeist, and, and it also seems that there are a lot of people now who are, are truly convinced that they are being demonically attacked or demonically attached. Mm. How do you deal with these kind of cases?
2: Well, I I learned from I, I do assessments for uh Father Jack Ashcraft mm-hmm. and uh he he uh asks me to you know go ahead and you know and to do the normal thing that I would you know, the normal investigation I would do on his cases. Right. Uh, but he also asks me to uh look at uh you know what the person is uh speaking about. Now, when the person mentions to me that they feel possessed, and I say, and my first question is, uh, why do you feel like you're possessed? And uh, they, you know, they will tell me. Sometimes, some of the times, they will tell me that they, they hear a, you know, a hear a voice that mm-hmm. gives them a name. And uh, then, then what I learned from uh, from Father was that uh, you know, the name is the last thing that you get. Um, you know, when you're going to do the ritual. Uh, the exorcism, uh, you know, the name is what the priest is uh, trying to get to control the situation to remove the preternatural being. So uh, when the when a person tells me that they know the name, then it's gonna be it's got to be some, something else. Uh, when I usually find when I usually uh, hear that, uh, then I start uh, delving into you know the RSPK stuff because that also looks at, looks a lot like a possession, you know, uh, manifesting, uh, you folks manifesting, um, a haunting phenomenon that looks like a haunting, but it's, it's actually the subconscious, uh, playing out whatever the, the triggered event is. Um, uh, for instance, you know, when the, when the, the boy that, uh, was, uh, possessed in cottage, cottage still, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, that the, uh, that the movie, uh, the Exorcist was made from. Um, you know, I don't know if you knew or not, but uh, did you know that they contacted the Rhines and uh, they had to, had a discussion? And uh, from through the Rhine letters that I read, that uh, you know that the the priest that contacted them that was keeping the record, uh, had, they both discussed uh, that it was poltergeist activity. Uh, so, you know, uh, at that point. When even if they were doing a ritual for somebody that was having poltergeist activity, the ritual could also uh, release whatever subconsciously was bothering the boy, and could have made that stop too. But you know, uh, but when you're dealing with that, you're dealing with a lot of religious aspects. and Then you tend to get a lot of folks uh, that will argue with you. So you know, it is what it is.
0: So, so in your professional opinion, do you believe that the the case of the exorcist was an actuality of demonic possession, or was it mind I think over about matter? Me personally, yes,
2: I-, I think it was. I think it was a uh, oh, Okay. Uh, uh, the the um, the the boy uh, was uh, was missing his uh, his aunt that had passed, and his aunt was uh, him, his the aunt was really the only person that he really talked to. And so that was causing a lot of stress. Uh, there was some stress in the family, uh, mm-hmm. in the family, uh, 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 the way the family treated each other. So, um, and, uh, you know, I think that he, he started uh, speaking to the, uh, or trying to speak to his aunt, uh, through a Ouija board. And I think that with his back his uh, religious background and, uh, and uh the what folks think about a Ouija board i think that that also created a lot of uh, stress on him uh thinking of what it what uh, what that could be so what is what is your take
0: what is your take on the Ouija board
2: i think it is i think it's what you make it honestly yeah uh yeah i, I you know if you want to believe if you're speaking to somebody i mean you can create that uh the conjuring of philip of uh, the toronto uh- parapsychological yeah. uh research center um, I think that's what they were called, uh, with having created Philip uh, by story and by look and, uh, you know, and having a group of people uh, meet for about a year and discussing uh, everything Philip and you know, keeping an open mind, they created phenomena. So with a group conscious effect like that, uh, that leads me to believe uh, too that when you have a group going into some place,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, if you're wanting to see something, you can see something if you want to see it.
0: There's a lot of um, what they call ghost hotspots, and one of them is Waverly, uh, the Waverly mm-hmm. Hills. And, and what is your take on that? Why do why do ghosts, if they are there, why do they stay there?
2: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the traumatic events that uh, that people dealt with, especially with a large place like that. Uh, you have a large amount of people that have uh, placed energy into the place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I think you're dealing with a lot of uh, place memory there. Uh, a lot of bad things happened there. A lot of uh, people did bad things to people there. Um, so I think between the place memory and, uh, the legend of the place, you know, Mm -hmm. if if you hear about, if you hear stories about a place, then you start getting a preconceived notion of what you're going to deal with. So then you start getting, um, uh, you know, uh, ultra sensitive when you walk in and every noise is, every noise is a ghost or whatever, you know, depending on how long you've been in the study and Mm -hmm. how, you know, how seasoned you are. Uh, You know, a newbie would go in there and they, you know, they'll they'll freak out because of what they heard and what they think they've seen on the Internet. And, uh, you know, they they talk themselves into things. Um, I'm not saying that things haven't happened there. I I personally know some folks that uh, that used to uh, run the tours there. And uh, I've heard stories from them about uh, things that have happened. And it doesn't surprise me, Uh, you know, with the uh, with the place memory there. Um,
0: but in order you know. for things to happen, wouldn't that mean that trace memory is under independent control and conscious control? So how, yeah, so how do we explain that? So how do we explain that?
2: You know, um, I have—I I don't know.
0: Hmm.
2: Uh, that's one of the things that you know. A lot of folks, uh, you know, I, I don't sure. have an answer to that. One of the great I, mysteries. I, but I just, I, I, yes it is and i could say though though that since we are, we all have ability
1: um
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I, who's to say that uh you know our ability is is isn't uh being shown something or you know maybe we're creating it i don't know i mean we 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 really don't even know what uh um what conscious is true much less much less uh, uh what a haunting you know what a haunting really consists of um you know I, I know that uh you know when you go in you're looking at events there's there's no ghost detectors it's uh the, the stuff that you're using uh monitors the environment so you're monitoring the event uh, monitoring around an event you're not you're not monitoring the event itself you know it's it's temperature drops it's uh it, you know it's e m f it's uh thermal a thermal camera that's all around the event we don't even know what the event is.
0: I was surprised to read in your bio that you use a weather station.
2: Yes, I do that for drops of uh, barometric pressure. Uh, I do that for uh, drops of temperature, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, even wind or, or, you know, breezes. Wow. Uh, yeah, I you know, because pe- these are all things that people say that they experience.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: a weather station just makes sense to use.
0: Now you're in Texas. Uh, there are so many people yep. around the rest of the world who would not have the uh, the the fortunate ability to use your services. So how can they best find a credible investigative group like yours?
2: Um, you know, I I would do the research and find out how long the group has been around. Um, it, it, that's that's what I would do. Um, yeah, if they've been only been around for a few years, mm-hmm. uh, you know they're not seasoned enough. Um, also, um, you know, I would probably also get in contact with uh, like Lloyd, Auerbach or uh, Doctor Tap, um, or Doctor Nichols, and maybe they can also refer some folks out that they may, they might have uh, used. Um, now, are, no, you, are, are you talking about? Well. Are you
0: talking about Joe Nichols? Yes. Uh, No, I'm
2: talking about Andrew Andrew Nichols out of Florida.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Um, Listen, uh, we've got about a minute left. What are your final words of wisdom for the Exxon Nation tonight?
2: Uh, Just just to uh, be careful of who you bring into your homes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, make sure that, uh, you know, that they're credible. Uh, Make, and, uh, you know, always keep a log, so... uh, so trends are uh, easily looked at and, uh, and just and, and use common sense.
0: And many people have forgotten how to use common sense. But, Pete, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's always a great pleasure talking to you. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the Exxon.
2: That sounds really good. Thank you very much.
0: Take care of yourself and my very best to the rest of your group.
2: Well, thank you, and, and you as well.
0: You take her, my friend. Exonation. Okay. Pete Havilland has been our guest this hour. www.lsspi.org and RedOakHypnosis.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. As we continue here in the Exo from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and by the way, I goofed Exonation. If you'd like to sign the online petition. to oust uh, oust Jen Harzan www.thecupandsaucer.net that's thecupandsaucer.net I'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away